and you like uh, Zelda. Yes. Um, how did you get it? How did you get into game development? What was your uh, mode of operandus? So it's a pretty interesting story. Um, I've kind of always been in, uh, into making experiences for people, be that with like Legos or making board games. And um, when I was graduating high school, my mom found out about a place that taught game development. And I had never really, I've done a little bit of programming before that, but I thought of it as a good experience to kind of see what game development is like. And from there on, I've just kind of fell in love with um, creating these very interactive experiences for people. Um, I have a programming, I taught computer graphics for about 10 years at uh, Weber State University. And we taught, I taught the first part of the semester, I taught 2D sprite game development. They worked in a team. And then um, second part, we did three-dimensional game development. Um, and so then the, the students rated each other. So uh, it was, they, they kind of like, you know, the whole experience, they, they came up with really cool ideas. Uh, one, one that they developed was like a, a beach um, they had like you're on a dune buggy and you're on the beach and you could go jumping dunes and hitting these beach balls. Uh, they they modeled a pretty advanced physics in it. Uh, actually, two of the three that were together had a physics background, so uh, uh, that was pretty good user experience. I had another team that developed a tank where they built a fractal terrain, and then they had a a tank that they built from. Uh, uh, graph paper. Uh, they use gra graph paper, figure out the X, Y, Z coordinates, built the polygons one at a time, and they built a tank, and then they uh, did some traversing over their three-dimensional terrain. I noticed that you do AI. Can you, can you tell me a little bit more about what you, kind of user experience that you're getting with the AI? Yeah, so AI is a pretty interesting topic when it comes to game development. Um, I'd say AI um, for games is a, um, is a lot different than what you normally think of AI. Like normal AI, you probably think of machine learning, like these complex algorithms that try to like make um, very closely resembling humans through robots. But with games, it's, it's a whole different beast where lots of the times... Um, in games, you don't want to necessarily make your AI super complex and very hard for the user to understand how it's working, because at that point, at that point, it becomes very unpredictable to the player. And when it becomes unpredictable, sometimes it's hard for them to continue with the game and they lose a lot of that user experience that you were talking about. So I, I so um that's just one aspect of AI. There's actually, I, I've, I've actually looked at a lot of different resources and a lot of different research other people have done. And the general consensus I've found is lots of times it's easier to keep it simple. That way the players understand and it actually ends up making your game feel a lot better. Yeah, I would agree with you. Um, I, my, my criteria for games are um, that it has well it has rules uh, you have to know what the rules are and um, 
the strategies have to be understandable and reasonable. And also that it uh, has some element of challenge, uh, but that it is able almost to be repeatable because you don't, the game uh, is over once the user loses interest. So like you were saying, if the AI is so strange that they, they don't understand it, then they uh, either it will be a, they, they desire to beat the AI system or it will be too much. And they'll just like, uh, maybe they'll be like, I don't understand this game. It's just, it's too strange. Yeah, exactly. Repeatable is a good way you put it because you want the player to be able to form strategies. And if they form a strategy and the AI does something they weren't expecting, then it kind of ruins that whole dynamic of players want to work together with each other, maybe form these cool ideas. And if that doesn't work, then that can be a huge way for players to lose interest. Now, you mentioned that you really like Zelda. Um, when I was talking to you on the blog or on uh, LinkedIn, you said that uh, you felt that Zelda was like the ultimate game. Can you tell us why you like Zelda? Yeah. Um, so specifically, the game is Zelda Breath of the Wild, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And it's it's an extremely big game. And it took a long time. The whole development process was a long time. So that kind of gives you an idea of the magnitude of the game. But essentially, what it comes down to is The Legend of Zelda um, Breath of the Wild is this huge, expansive world where you start out with basically nothing. And the lore of the game is essentially you don't remember what happened. You were kind of put in this hyperbolic time cham chamber. Come into this world brand new, don't know anything about it, no gear, no weapons or anything. And so you go on this journey to collect items, meet people, talk with people. And there's Link, your, your character you play as, actually has no di dialogue whatsoever. So the entire experience is driven by the player themselves, what they want to do, how they want to play the game. And so throughout that, you actually, there's actually an underlying story too. I really like that. They do a very minimalistic approach, but even then they still manage to tell a very comprehensive story. And one of my favorite things about the game is how it's played, the gameplay, and how the user experience is when you're actually let's say, in combat, fighting enemies or things like that. Um, it's what, what it comes down to is there's huge, um, since it's a wide open open world game, you, you can literally go anywhere. So they have to make the combat fit around that. And so you can use the, you can hop off a cliff, throw boulders down it. You can do lots of different things. Um, you can, yeah, essentially form strategies and on the fly, do that. So you come across like an enemy camp. You can figure out how you want to, let's say, lure out the big guy and then take out the archers first or something like that. So it's like, without even thinking about necessarily the specifics, I'm forming these strategies just around the gameplay. And I would say like, just the overall game is, I would consider it a masterpiece. Um 
I was trying to remember if the uh, Legend of Zelda, if uh, in the game um, that there is, depending on your inputs, if it remembers, uh, like kind of like how you're interacting. So, for example, if if um, you can almost like change the outcome, like if let's say you're too aggressive or something, you're not creating allies. Uh, does it retain that? about your character or does it just kind of move you uh force walk from one environment into another and then you just react in that environment so like say you go into a community are you expected to kind of figure out the dynamics of the community talk to people interact with them or is it just you go into the community you see the bad guys you go fight the bad guys and you get your uh rewards so yeah i think lots of it does come down to your you have to react to a lot of different situations so like i said you can form strategies before you even know the situation but lots of it is you hop off this cliff there's a huge enemy camp you don't really know you didn't know that was there so you have to lots of the game is really reacting to your environment that you're put in and yeah, rewards are a common thing you get from defeating these enemy camps and bad guys. But yeah, I would, I would largely say that's the case there. Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I, I was listening to uh, quite a few YouTubes on Sophie the Robot in, by Hanson Robotics. And uh, uh, it's interesting because I started thinking that in the future, I think we're going to have a lot of this uh, our AI psychology. In other words, we'll have to, as a programmer, you know, how you look at a piece of code and, and you kind of, um, you look at the classes and you say, oh, okay, I understand this is inherited here. Here's my overrides and stuff. And, you know, methods. And then you look at sometimes the behavior of the class, you know, like what it's doing. And you say, oh, okay, I, I understand this. Uh, you know, it's uh, um it's reacting a certain way. Uh, I, I'm almost thinking like with the AI, you would, you would say like if you came in there and you you had two characters, uh, maybe by proximity you could tell uh, whether or not one group is your friend or not. Uh, so like if they're coming in your proximity and not shooting at you, then you know that they're friendly, right? Uh, but if they if they move away from you and uh, and then they're throwing things at you and stuff then you know they're not friendly so it's almost like you're learning based on the objects around you and there's a kind of a conversation that's going on between uh yourself and and the objects and so they they can actually uh draw some meaning like for example if someone was running away from the camp maybe you might think he was a thief he stole something so maybe you chase after him um but I, I'm just I'm just speculating here. Do you think things like that will be part of games where there's a little bit more interaction, where you have to kind of interact with the characters to see whether they're friend or foe? Yeah, definitely. Um, with 